I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, a physician and voice technology futurist. Voice First Technology is rapidly becoming the operating system of our lives, and it will completely revolutionize the way we experience healthcare. Let's talk voice. Voice First Health, the future of health is voice. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of Voice First Health. It's great to have you uh, with me today. Today, I have Timon Ladane. He is the, uh, the Director of Emerging Technologies at Macadamian, and they are an organization that uh, creates digital uh, solutions for companies. And the w- things that we're really focusing on today are their uh, foray into voice-first technologies. They have been working on some incredible, incredible products in the voice-first space uh, that I believe are going to help to uh, to relieve pressure on the healthcare system by bringing healthcare into the home. And uh, we get into details specifically about two of these products uh, in the podcast. Uh, Timon has a lot of experience in technology, obviously in emerging technologies, and uh, you can hear his expertise in the comments that he makes. This is uh, very, very exciting stuff that they are doing. So uh, let's dive right into the interview with Timon Ladane. All right, so uh, welcome, Timon, to the uh, to the podcast. It's great to have you here. How are you doing? Great, thanks, Terry. Happy to be uh, part of it today. Wonderful. So let's start off with uh, maybe introducing the the listeners to yourself and to to your company. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the and the, uh, and the people you work with? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Timon Ladane. I'm the director of emerging technologies and products at Macadamian. Macadamian is a professional user experience design and software development firm that specializes in the design and development of digital and connected healthcare solutions. Uh, Macadamian has its own innovation lab that has been developing um, concepts leveraging emerging technologies for the last five years, and that's where a lot of our um, uh, our innovative ideas and concepts emerge before we actually deploy them uh, with our clients. Great. And uh, I had an opportunity to meet with you and learn a little bit about uh, what you guys are doing at the Voice Summit, which was which was great. And you have some very, very exciting things going on in the uh, in the voice first space. So even before we get to those products, maybe you can comment a little bit about, um, you know, why why are you guys getting involved in the voice first space? What, what is it about voice that that you see uh, as being a really uh, uh, fantastic opportunity at this time? So ha- having been in business for 20 years, I mean, we've seen the the movement uh, towards uh, PCs and cloud and mobile. Uh, and I think when we saw the, the very first uh, smart speakers uh, coming to market, we really saw this as a, a medium that had, a, had legs, had the potential to grow. And so uh, even before we had customers interested in, in building, uh, you know, applications, leveraging voice, um, we started exploring the potential and and seeing you know what what is voice good for, what are the challenges around voice, and, and building a number of use cases uh, that uh, that that made use of it, uh, and and we progressed from there. That's great, and and um, I mean we know that voice has this incredible uptake right now, and um, maybe you can just speak about that and how the consumers are having a big part in this. Sure. So. You know, when when uh, smartphones uh, hit the market, everyone was talking about how quickly people adopted these mobile phones much faster than people adopted PCs. Well, 
smart speakers are are being purchased uh, and, and given as gifts at an even faster rate. So we've actually hit the 50% uh, market share, um, in, you know, in, in almost half the time of, of uh, uh, the smartphone market. And, and part of it is accessibility. I mean, you can buy, you know, $30 smart speakers. Uh, so, and, and that's largely driven uh, out of the move uh, to the cloud and IoT. I mean, these smart speakers, they literally have a processor, a microphone, and a speaker, and all the intelligence is running in the cloud, and Amazon is making that intelligence available for free to, to grow this, this market space. So there's a lot of factors contributing it. Um, so it, it doesn't take much of a use case for people to say, yeah, I want one of these in my kitchen. You know, and, and it's funny because the killer app is setting timers as you cook, um, and it's sort of grown from there. But uh you know, as those applications get old, people are looking for well, what else? What else? What else can I do with this thing? So it's a bit of a Trojan horse uh, into people moving into the smart home and, and connected product space. Yeah, I, I see a lot of parallels. The way you said the killer app is is the timer. I see that almost when the mobile phone came out, and you know, the killer app at the time was a flashlight. Kind of, you know, you turn it <laughs> and it would turn on the on the the flash on the back of the the camera, and. Uh, you know, eventually I, things progress from there and we know where we are with mobile now. So yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think we're going to be seeing some incredible stuff in voice. So that's a, that's a great little segue here. So tell us a little bit about what are you doing in voice with Macadamia? So with our interest in digital connect and connected health and finding ways to help people in their home manage their own, uh, manage their own care, uh, we see voice as, as an ideal medium uh, to support that. Uh, sim- similar to smartphones and tablets, it- it's interesting to see it's a user interface that's very readily ad- ad- adapted for um, for people of all ages, um, and and we you know we see this with uh, you know with youngsters talking to their phones via Siri uh, or or a Google Assistant. Um, and, and um, you know, senior citizens are, are you know just as likely to uh, adopt it and and use the benefits of it to you know shut off their lights uh, at night or make sure their doors are locked or their garage has been closed. So there's some great use cases that that span um, you know large uh, groups of the of uh, and demographics and, and population. Mm-hmm. And so you guys are actually developing a couple of different skills. Um, can can we speak a little bit about those and, and give some use case scenarios of you know what what specifically is Macadamia doing because you guys have some really interesting and incredible projects on the go here. Yeah, absolutely, and and so the the purpose of our innovation lab is to push the envelope on where these technologies are going uh, to to showcase uh, what's potential because we know that these platforms are evolving so quickly and we all, we want to be leading that uh, that that uh, development um, and so. The um, what we've been uh, b- developing recently is uh, is solutions in the healthcare space that leverage voice. So the two use cases is are um, a solution for chronic disease management. So we've been working with our local children's uh, hospital, CHEO, uh, to be able to support uh, teenagers who have been diagnosed with type two diabetes. And the reality is, is you know these these patients get to see their clinical team once a month at best. And so how, how do they manage their care uh, in between those visits? So we built a voice-first uh, experience so that they can uh, literally talk to a, a smart speaker to find out how they're doing. So they can ask, you know, ask the Alexa, 
you know, what are my, my glucose targets to understand whether uh, their readings are in range or not? How am I doing against my goals? Um, you know, if they're sick, they can ask it uh, what they can eat that day and, and things like that. Ask it common uh, questions like, you know, can diabetes be cured? Uh, and so we believe that um, uh, enabling that via voice uh, is going to drive patient engagement. And the second use case we have is uh, with our partner, Health Navigator. Uh, and that's the classic case, whether it's for yourself or, or, a, or a, ch a child, where, you know, the symptoms are bothersome, but you're not sure. Is this really worth, you know, spending the next six hours in a merge, right? It's, it's just on the edge, and you want to know, uh, you know, based on clinical evidence, um, what you should do. And so there's a number of, uh, in, in various states and provinces, there's a number of call centers that support this where you say, you know, call in and say, my, my child has had a fever for four days. Is this, you know, is, is this cause for concern? Should I go to emergency? Mm -hmm. uh, our, our health navigator skill allows you to ask Alexa that. Uh, so it runs through a sim the, the symptoms. You basically st kick it off with kind of the top symptoms that are troubling you. Uh, and then it starts uh, uh, asking you questions around the symptoms, the severity of the symptoms, uh, you know, how, how long has it been lasting, uh, questions around, um, you know, is, is, um, uh, does the individual have diabetes? So certain chronic illnesses can, uh, you know, certain symptoms with uh, chronic disease can actually be uh, quite, uh, uh, quite concerning, whereas if you don't have that chronic illness, it's, it's, it's not an issue. And so it runs through that triage, symptom triage, and then makes a recommendation on, on how you should uh, uh, best proceed with your care. These are fascinating. As as you know, time and and uh, you know some people that were at the Voice Summit, I gave us like talk, and my the premise of my talk was about how we can bring care into the home, and these use case scenarios are right there, and I think that's really the the future of this is being able to really bring healthcare provider into the home. So at the end of the day, so let's talk about each one of these a little bit more. Maybe we'll just start with Health Navigator since that's the last one you mentioned. So at the end of the day, if you give your symptoms to this to this device and, and it takes you through the questionnaire, what what is exactly is the outcome? It's not giving you necessarily a treatment plan, is it? No, it's not giving you a treatment plan. So what what you would get at the end are, are typically one of three to four outcomes. Um, and so, you know, the case of, a, and, and I experienced it as a, as a parent, right? A, a, ch a child with fever for three days is, is not necessarily of concern. I mean, that it's, you know, it's the, the illness running its course. But you always think, you know, you never know if it's two days problem, four days. And so what it would do after, after checking all the symptoms, it would make a recommendation in that case to, to say, you know, you should be able to treat this at home, uh, consult your pharmacist, um, for uh, for for opportunities to uh, to care for this. Um, in other cases, it, it would be you know we recommend you see your um, your family doctor uh, in the next 24 hours. Uh, call to to make an appointment. Um, and where symptoms are uh, potentially could be potentially life threatening, um, it uh, it recommends you seek uh, emergency attention. Now, of course, it's it's never uh, to uh, replace nine one one. If you know there's an emergency, um, you know you should seek uh, immediate attention. But what it does is it says, um, you know, people with these symptoms 
can typically uh, resolve it by seeing their their family doctor within 24 hours. And so what it does is it, it gives you, you know, the, the, the peace of mind based on clinical evidence that, um, you know, that, 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 that helps you to make a, a better informed decision. And then you think, you know what, I'm going, I'm going to wait it out. It's, uh, I'm going to, based on that, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, spend, um, you know, the next uh, half day in, in emergency. Um, I'll, uh, I'll just go to my doctor tomorrow. And of course, you know, if symptoms change or, you know, what else says if, if, um, you know, the symptoms change, then, uh, uh, or you, you have any other concerns, uh, please seek, uh, uh, medical advice. Right. And so it sounds almost like this is helping in a certain way to triage the, the severity of the particular symptoms. Um, and I, I think that's great because, like I said, I, I think ultimately this is going to take pressure off the healthcare system because people will be able to uh, be better directed and, and resources will be allocated according to people that truly need them. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think it's a fantastic use case scenario. And um, it sounds to me like the way this is designed, you don't really have any um, HIPAA or privacy concerns with the current setup of that uh, skill. Can you comment on that? No, yeah, that's right. Not not in that case because uh, you're just describing uh, symptoms, um, and it's providing you with, um, you know, what it, what tri- typical treatment would be for those symptoms. So uh, you're right; it's not storing any uh, personal information um, related to that uh, uh, to that individual asking those questions. So if we turn to um, to my diabetes coach, um, so this is this is a very sort of holistic uh, approach because it's not just about the blood sugars. You've got other elements to this coach as well. Can you comment a little more about that? Absolutely. So when when we talked to the clinical team at Chico, uh, you know they talked about the influence of of nutrition and uh, exercise and sleep and stress and things like that on a uh, a, a, a a youth glycemic control. And so what we wanted to do is, is build a solution that was less siloed. You know, there's lots of kind of glucose diaries out there, but what if you could, you know, context a, a high glucose reading with time of day, the location of where the patient was, was it at school? Was it at home? Um, how well did they sleep the night before? And so by integrating into wearables like uh, those from Garmin and Fitbit, we can context any reading with what's happening in the in the person's life, and because we have a, a voice solution, we can ultimately just ask them. You know, we can say when we see a a, a reading that's that's you know a high a blood sugar reading or a low blood sugar reading, we can say, is there something you can share about this? And with a, a you know simple voice response, we can now annotate that reading uh, with some context provided directly to the patient from the patient. Uh, and, and that just gives the clinical team so much more insight into what's happening that helps them, uh, you know, support and, and treat that uh, that individual. And it informs the the patients themselves on, on how to manage their own uh, their own conditions. I mean, if you you look at it, it's you know, it's 02 percent of their lives that they're spending with a clinical team, and you know, ninety nine point eight. Uh, of, of, of the rest of the time, they're, they're managing their own disease state, which can be hugely daunting for someone newly diagnosed, diagnosed with a, a chronic illness. 
Right. It's a great resource. And as, and as you know, and as many people have said, with the with the voice interface, the voice experience, uh, there's, there's a more emotional connection. The person can, I think they feel more uh, listened to. Even though it's a machine, they still feel listened to, which is which is great for a newly diagnosed uh, a diabetic. What about the... Um, the privacy and the HIPAA concerns with this particular uh, skill? Um, that's a great question. And, and this is where we, we need to be developing these solutions, knowing that the roadmap for these uh, products are evolving. So currently, uh, uh, Alexa voice services are not HIPAA compliant. And, and so what we do in a solution like that to trial it is we create um, uh, anonymized uh, accounts on, on Alexa. So we essentially take PHI data and anonymize it before it goes into, um, into the Alexa voice service. And it's only connected back to a specific patient when it's back in our HIPAA compliant uh, back end. Um, but there are limitations to that. So how that works when it comes to provisioning a, a device for a patient like, like uh, on my diabetes coach is that they would get a device uniquely um, uh, to be used by them uh, and them alone. And, and they can't, you know, integrate other skills like, you know, calling an Uber because uh, it's, it's, uh, it's an anonymous account. Um, so it's dedicated to uh, as a virtual coach for the MyDiabetes coach. Um, uh, and, and to add additional security, there's a, a voice pin required to ensure that, um, it's the it's the patient we're talking to, and we can offer similar fin, pins for parents, so parents can can leverage the the tool as well. Um, but but those are some of the restrictions today. Now we are working with Amazon as a partner, and we're aware of roadmaps that they have on on delivering kind of HIPAA compliant version of of um, Alexa down the road. Uh, and, and so to be ready for these, uh, we're, we're working with ourselves and, and with our clients, uh, leveraging some architectural workarounds to ensure that ultimately the end-to-end -end solution is, uh, is compliant and secure. That's great. So that, that's just so I'm making, making sure I'm, I'm understanding that correctly. So you basically you have a specific echo device that is anonymized. Uh, that is given to the person that tries it out. And then once the data travels back to your servers that, or, or to wherever the, uh, I guess this this program is running, then it ca can be matched up with their uh, identification. There is that is that correct? That's that's correct. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Great. Yeah. yeah. So that that's that's really exciting. And then um, as as uh, I've spoken with other people, 2018 has been the year sort of of trials, and 2019 hopefully will be the year that we see things coming into production. Where are you now in terms of? Um, you know, piloting these and roadmaps in terms of coming to the market. When will people be able to access these things? Um, so, so those are the uh, so those are some of the concepts that we built within our innovation lab that I, I would say are are sort of six months away from commercialization. Uh, that being said, we've helped uh, pharma companies develop uh, voice first uh, solutions to uh, tackle capturing uh, symptoms. Um, during a, a, a clinical trial, uh, and, you know, specifically, we did a migraine study where uh, patients can report on their migraines and the impacts of their migraines. Uh, and so those are, are underway today. Um, we've helped med tech companies uh, leverage voice to deliver information on, on new medical devices that are bringing to market. And, and those are almost, th those are, you know, hitting the uh, the opportunities where PHI isn't involved. 
so in that case, it's around, um, you know, it's almost like a, a intranet um, format of, of information sharing. But what's nice about voice is you ask it what you're interested in. So there's a ton of information about a, a new med, med device. Um, in this case, it was an ultrasound tool. And so you can ask it, you know, how much does it weigh? How many ports does it have? Um, what are the specific advantages to using it? Um, you know, if you're a salesperson, uh, we, we developed an internal tool that had competitive information on it. And the salesperson could ask, you know, where could I sell this? In what regions can I sell this? How do I sell it against uh, competing products? And so there's abilities to even train um, your internal, internal team on what are the innovations around the, the solutions that you bring to market. And so currently the commercial um, applications for voice, even in a healthcare context, are largely ones that are around improving efficiencies um, as opposed to um, managing um, personal health information. Uh, although there are some that are kind of pushing the the envelope and, and, and building these pilots and participating in these pilots as partners to ensure that once uh, the HIPAA um, challenges around voice are addressed at a platform level, they'll be ready to jump on it from uh, from day one. That's that's great. That's great. And maybe just to, to finish off here then, where do you, you know, where do you see voice taking us over the next number of years, three to five years? Um, are you as excited about it as, you know, a lot of the people sort of within the voice first space bubble are? Um, what's your take on that? I am. And, and so, you know, without revealing my age, I mean, I've, I've seen the, the run up in the, of the internet and, and desktop PCs and, and mobile phones and now voice and, we are just in the infancy of this platform. So I, I see it, um, I see that it has legs and, uh, what we're going to see moving forward is skills that are less scripted. Um, you know, cause a lot of the skills today, they're almost like, uh, you know, choose your own adventure, right? Where you get some information and then you're, you're asked a question. And then based on your question, we follow a different path, but all the paths are pre-scripted. And, and what we're going to see is, is skills that are much more intelligent, that, mm-hmm. you know, are, are completely open ended and, and are very personalized, um, very empathetic and, and aware of the individual's context. Um, and uh, and I, I see the virtual assistants evolving in that direction and, and having ever tighter integrations with your other devices. So. The idea of voice only is is never going to fly. There's there's too many limitations with a, a a smart speaker on its own, where you you want to see some of that rich media. So the idea of it enhancing your experience. So, you know, a, a recipe, you know, cooking a recipe is great use case, but you still want to be able to push that recipe image onto your your, your tablet device. Um, that's sitting there as well, or push the um, the ingredients uh, of a recipe to your phone so that it's handy when you're um, uh, when you're on the on the go. So I I believe that the future of voice is going to be uh, an omni-channel experience where it's just one more choice that's made available to the end user uh, and where they get to use it where it's it's optimal for them. And so you can think of it in the car. Uh, you know, there's going to be more and more of these uh, vehicles enabled with Alexa and other uh, smart assistants uh, while you're driving. Uh, kitchen is an ideal use case because, you know, while, while you're engaged with your family or, uh, or, or 
preparing meals or cleaning up after meals, uh, you, you can get a lot of work done. So, uh, but we'll see more and more use cases where it's not voice alone. It's going to be, uh, you know, devices like the Echo Show where you've got a combination of them. Right, right. Well, that's great. Um, I, you know, obviously I agree with you. I think voices is, is kind of where the next big uh, the next big leap here in our technology, and it's really exciting to see what what people are doing, including yourselves. As I, as I said, I love these kinds of use case scenarios where where uh, as a physician I can see that patients can uh, really be empowered in their home by having these types of things. They can talk to them. They can feel connected with them. Uh, I can give them valuable information and guide them in their healthcare, uh, in their journeys. And I think it's also really going to be helpful for healthcare systems in the sense that it's going to take pressure off. So congratulations to everything, uh, to, congratulations to you and to your team and to and for everything that you're doing. It's, it's really, really incredible technology. Where can people go to find out more about what you guys are doing? Um, they can come to our website, at uh, macadamian.com there's a number of our use cases Uh, if they search for my diabetes coach and macadamian they can uh, read a a blog post on the on the solution and uh, and see even a video of uh, of the use cases for that solution with uh, uh, with a patient wonderful well again uh, thanks so much time and it's great to chat with you and i'm excited to see uh, when this comes to market and see all the great things that uh, that come from it Thanks a lot, Terry. It was great uh, chatting with you this morning and uh, keep up the good work with your podcast. Thanks. Well, thanks again, Timon, for uh, spending some time with us uh, today on the podcast. As I said during the podcast, uh, I'm really excited about this particular space. The The use cases that you're describing, I think, really have the, the, the possibilities of revolutionizing healthcare. Uh, as it's practiced and and relieving the pressure, bringing healthcare into the home. So congratulations on what you and your team are doing. And I look forward to seeing more of what you guys are doing in the future. The links to Macadamian uh, and things that we discussed on the podcast can be accessed on the show notes page this week at voicefirsthealth.com slash eight. And I do encourage you to check it out because when you see some of the demos that they have, uh, it is very, very impressive. Quick reminder, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, please make sure you do so so that you don't miss any of these interviews. Uh, I hope that they are bringing you lots of value and you are learning a ton about this space. Uh, That is my goal, uh, my goal to help promote what is going on in healthcare so we can all learn and we can all work together to to improve our healthcare system. So uh, please subscribe. And also, if you feel so inclined, a review, wherever you get your podcast is very much appreciated. It does help the podcast to be discovered by other people that have similar interests. And that's a win-win for everyone. So again, uh, check out the show notes for this week, um, voicefirsthealth.com slash eight. And I will chat with you again next week. Thank you.